What is up, everybody? This is the Bodega Board Crew Podcast, Volume 27. Uh, sorry, it's been a little while since the last episode. Just been in the middle of a lot of things, uh, moving, trying to get settled into a new place is always hard. Um, I lost my garage, so all my boards are now inside my house, and I had to deal with that. And uh, with a kid, it's uh, it can be a little hectic. But I'm back. Um, and I think I'll get back on schedule now and, uh, to make up for it, I think we're going to have a pretty big episode this time around. Uh, but let's do a little housekeeping. Again, this is the Bodega Border Crew podcast. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check us out on Podbeam at bodegabordercrew.podbeam.com, as well as the full podcast description, your iTunes player for track listings, links to things we're talking about and links pertaining to things we're talking to people with. This week's episode is a doozy. It's a big one. Uh, we're going to have an interview with uh, Wes Adler. Wes Adler is a ripper here from Venice, born and raised. His brother serves. He serves. His dad served. Um, he's kind of going to be one of our first interviews of some of the younger guys that I want to focus on. You know, as much as I want to talk about the history that already exists, I want to showcase some of the newer people. So Wes is one of those people who's absolutely ripped. So have an interview with him. We're going to have a couple of short takes this week, uh, having to do with uh, Torn Martin, a day's video that's out there and uh, some other videos that we picked up. Uh, nothing big's really been happening. So just more links to videos than anything else. But first off, I'm going to change the format a little bit and lead off with something that's been going on uh, on Instagram and in the surf press and all that kind of stuff, uh, which is basically, uh, I don't know if you guys know who Peter Schaff is. Uh, Peter Schaff is a surfboard shaper from Newport. Uh, he designed a lot of the boards that uh, started the whole Echo Beach movement, uh, Sean Stussy, uh, some of those other cats who were doing twin fins inspired by Mark Richards and the Australian movement that was happening and really helped to progress surfing. Uh, he still shapes. He shapes some really dope boards. Uh, local shaper. I think he's out of Venice now, if I'm not mistaken, uh, making boards here. And he went, he's been going on this whole thing for quite a while about, you know, foreign made boards, uh, specifically companies like Hayden Shapes and Firewire and Slater Designs and that whole crew that basically get their boards made for like super cheap in factories in Indonesia, pop outs, and then they get shipped over here. And it's developed into this big maelstrom uh, on social media, on especially on Instagram, where a lot of people have been chiming in. Uh, a lot of notable people have been chiming in. And it's uh, reached its apex now where Joel Tudor has chimed in on it, and so has people like uh, Shane Dorian. And it's a really interesting topic. I think most people who are into my podcast don't come from that world of buying these mass-produced boards, but um, I think some of you do. Uh, I know myself, I don't believe in it. I think I think there's a lot of better local alternatives and I'll get into it right now. I mean, first off, I think it's really important to support, support your local shapers because they're a dying breed. You know, at the end of the day, these are the people that hands-on are making boards and they're a part of our history, of our culture. You know, without them, the surf culture and community would not exist and they're 
they're closing shops one by one. And it's not because they have an inferior product. It's just because there's less and less customers. I think it's our responsibility. If we're so in, committed to this culture growing and staying alive to really supporting these shapers with our, you know, bank accounts, like we should be buying boards from them. You know, the, one of the other reasons too, I think local shapers are really important is because they are creating boards that are, are so fine tuned to where you surf, you know, for instance, I'm not going to buy a board from some local shaper from let's say San Clemente to go surf, uh, you know, Malibu, uh, cause they're not really making boards for that. But I am going to, if I want to buy boards, uh, if I want to uh, get a board that's made for, you know, uh, surfing the South Bay, I'm going to get a board from like the bandits or Chris Hall or, or Tyler Hazekian because they've been perfecting these boards. And I think that's the other thing too is, and it doesn't come just to logs, you know, like Anderson, Scott Anderson makes some of the best short boards that you can buy to surf, you know, Venice, Porto, Hermosa, Topanga, you know, instead of buying that shitty fucking Hayden shapes board or that, you know, that Kelly Slater design board, why don't you buy a board that's actually made to surf here? Because those other boards are not made to surf here. Those other boards are made to surf like perfect waves, perfect like slabs, perfect like, you know, honestly, like WCT event waves, you know? Like they're not made to surf like what we surf on a daily basis. So it's kind of pointless to buy those boards. I also think a lot of people who buy those boards, they fall into the gimmick. It's almost like the people who buy, I remember when I played, music it's the same people who buy the crazy signature guitar right they spend all the money and they want to buy the you know the slash les paul model with the the crazy pickups and blah 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 but their playing isn't even going to take advantage of those pickups and that that fretboard it's the same thing with a lot of these like surfboards like i hate to say it as much as everyone thinks they're better than they are most people who surf there on a daily basis are not going to take advantage of some crazy subtle concave that Slater designs put in their boards for their, you know, people on tour. Like, I'm sorry, you're not catching errors. You're not doing any of that shit. Like, don't even front, like, don't even front. Like you're past that stage of life. Okay. So why are you buying boards like that? Why aren't you buying boards that are more to your ability? You know, that are more honest, that are more honest to the environment, that are more honest to the culture, that are more honest to the scene. Honest boards are made from local shapers. So I'm always going to get behind that. Now, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you drive a foreign car and stuff like that. That's because a foreign car is made better. Foreign boards are not made better. Locally sh shaped and source boards are made a hundred times better than anything you could buy that's mass produced. That's the other reason you're buying a quality product. You're buying a, a product that's not going to delam. You're buying a product where the fin boxes are going to were put in by hand. You can, you're buying a product that was like hand shaped as much as possible. I mean, look, honestly, at the end of the day, like most blanks are like, they're originally like computer shaped, you know, to start the process. But I, I could go on and on for it on this topic. And I think it's something that we need to support. We need to really go out there and kind of like talk to our local shapers. The last reason why I love dealing with local shapers, like a Tyler Hazekian, like a Bandits, like a Scott Anderson, is you develop a relationship with these people. You know, you develop a relationship, you buy one board from them, 
you see how you like it. There might be little things you don't like. You go back to them and say, hey, my takeoff was a little slower or I didn't like how it handled out of turns. And they'll, for them, they love to shape boards that are gonna work for you. And you wind up developing this long-term relationship because after all, surfing isn't like a, you know, a, a 15 second sport. This is something we're a culture and, or sport, whatever the fuck you want to call it. We're doing it our whole lifetimes. And I think it's more important to develop this relationship where this is the guy, or these are the couple of guys that you go to and you're like, Hey, I need a new board for winter conditions and blah, blah, blah. And like, they don't even have to think about it. They're like, Hey, I got you covered. I'm going to make you this. And you know, when you step on it, you're going to gel with the board right away versus getting these boards that you're reading some like marketing description of it. And some quote from some surfer that's been surfing 10,000 times better than you and always will be. And you're buying into the bullshit of it. You're buying like, oh yeah, I could buy that board. I'm going to like rip like Craig Anderson. Like, no, you're not going to fucking rip like Craig Anderson. Like stop the fucking bullshit. You're not there. No one's there because there is only one Craig Anderson. There is only one Dane Reynolds. Okay. And I could go on and on. Um, I think the vitriol that's happened online is the vitriol I think of our world right now. It's just, you give anyone an opportunity to speak about something they're upset about, they're just going to go fucking nuts. And that's, what's been happening. But in general, I think at the end of the day, everybody's heart's in the right place. I think you have to try to support your local shapers because it's going to be a really ugly world for surfing. If the only boards that you can buy is something that's mass produced, that is not of quality, that's also supporting a lot of people that are getting paid below a living wage. Okay. There's a multitude of reasons. I'm sorry. I'm here. I'm, I'm right in line with Peter and Joel and those guys. I always will be where I'll say, look, even if it costs you more money, because that's the only advantage you have to buying some of those cheaper boards, like those Hayden shapes, like, oh, it's 500 bucks. Yeah, it's a 500 bu buck piece of bullshit, piece of shit that's gonna be fucking disposable. Like, why don't you spend the 750 to 800 bucks and you actually have a board that you might be able to pass down to your kid, okay, that you're not throwing out next week. But I'll just cap it off with saying, look, if you can, if you're buying boards, do your research. Meet with these people, talk with your local shapers. They're going to get you the best possible board. Even if you buy it at a shop like Mollusk or like an Icons, like those guys are developing relationships with these local shapers like firsthand and their sales staff is educated enough that they're going to sell you the right board versus going to a big box store like Jack's where they're just moving SKUs. At the end of the day, those, those stores, all they are is moving SKUs and they don't give a fuck about you. They don't give two shits about you. All they care about is meeting their quota so they could get the next sh a cargo shipment. Okay. So local shapers, Peter, I'm with you. I think 90% of like our listeners are with you. The 10% that weren't go look at the, we put a link up to the article that has links to, you know, uh, some of the Instagram posts, educate yourself, go out there, you know, make an effort to support your local shapers, but enough of my rant. I'm going to get into some tracks right now. Uh, some that were picked by Wes, some that were picked by me. One thing I have to say is Wes, for being a younger cat, um, picked a lot of stuff that like I love and I was kind of surprised. So thank you, Wes, uh, for picking that stuff. So let's get into some tracks and then I'll come back with the interview. Peace.
to the ooze came butter. Try to gank my style and I hit you to the heater. At the speed of bop, through the hard rock. You could ask my dad's chairman, Mal Comrades. Squatting at they pads, digging on they jazz, that's the half of it. Uncle Sam showed us all his face, we refuted it. Told him that ghetto was the aim. Let go of my brain, then we changed your boogie, cause your boogie had to change. Caught a fat chat with a cat where I'm from, flipping mad tracks on a love child nickel bag. I'm Mecca, much jive and a jazz touch with a straight no chase. A dick plan a rate, snatching acid insect, change a dialect. Cap it. Mr. Doodle Buck, come tight with a ticket. Said we couldn't drip it, came in and we kicked it. Put the glass of water on the rock, nip it. Jazz in the last five years has progressed in its fits and starts of sudden discoveries and startling reactions. New principles, new sounds, new rhythms and harmonies have been advanced with unusual frequency. Not surprisingly, many of the younger musicians have been quietly digesting this information almost as quickly as has appeared. As a result, they've acquired a degree of musical sophistication which supersedes many of the previous standards of excellence. So it's no longer especially relevant to ask that a young saxophone player, for example, demonstrate his ability by running all the Charlie Parker lyrics. Come little hoods, peep out the eyelid. Stash a fat gap, cover loops that you did with the bloom soon and a full moon mecca buck. No fake takes, we let alone baits. Pitching up your cakes at a planet's punk base might cause a horn rush, but then a bass flush. Mets up more emphasis as I trip this, but a book pour it out the mouth. Okay, float it to the order, don't we wreck before we split? From the KRs came the fattest little shit, by the soak of it, at the point of hammer click. You could either read a little marks, I hang with spitty ops. When the bass faces fix the deepest cuts, they the sickest. Then we just make you think you boom with a quickness. This is what's the haps when I go to do my sp cause the world got around about me. Deep. I zone. Zone, 
mellow. Tell them the scoop and I kept stepping. Almost had to stop and I started sweating. Roar pulls up, he says, come on, get in. Place it was packed with stupid skins. Got the bus's crib and grab the 40. Cracker Jacks have it naughty, naughty. Grab the gold tone, microphone. Woke up Saturday. I zone. I the international. The international. The international. The international. The That glitter ain't fish scale. Let me think. Don't let a faint get his smell. A shot of Jack got her back. It's not an axe stack. Forgot about the cackalack. Holler back. Clack, clack, blocker. Villainy. Feel him in your heart. Chocolate chart topper. Start shit stopper. Be a smart shopper. Shot a cop day around the way. About the stable. Who the knows? Two motor. Wonder where the shooter go. About to jet get him. Not a bet. Dead him. Let him spit the venom. Said him. Got a lot of shit with him. Let the rhythm hit him. Stronger in the other voice, we makes the joints that make them spread them butter moist, man, please. Stage made of panties, from the age of baby hoochies on to the grannies. Ban me the dough rake, daddy, the flow make her fatty shake. Patty cake, patty cake, for fake. If he wasn't need a baker's man, he'd take her for her masters. Hit it once and shake her hand. Want some old thank you, ma'am, and ghost her. She can mind the toaster if she signed the poster. A whole host of roller coaster riders, not enough tracks. Hot enough black, or just too hot to handle. You got blue sandals, who shot you, who got you, new spots to vandal. Do not stand still, boast your skills close, but no krills. Post for polils, post no bills. Coast to coast, Joe Smoes flows ill, go chill. Not supposed to overdose, no dose pills. Off pride tykes, talk wide, you scar me. Off sides, like how Wharf ride with Starfleet. Told ya, on some get rich shit. As he gets older, he gets colder than a witch tit. This is it, make no mistakes. Where my nigga go? Figaro, Figaro. Old beats in my rhymes attack. A scary act, all black like Miss Mary Mack. Wait till you see him live on the piano. Doom sings soprano like Una Dociano. My mama told me, blast him. Pass for her glass of OE. Not to be troublesome, but I could sure use a quick shot of double rum. No stick of bubble gum. I like ice cream. We could skip the wedding. Have a nice dream. She only let him stick the head in. The moon and the planets are there. And new hopes for knowledge and peace are there. And therefore, as we set sail, we ask God's blessing on the most hazardous and dangerous and greatest adventure on which man has ever embarked. Shall bring disaster to evil factors Demonic chapters shall be captured by kings Through the storms of days after And to the earth from the sun Through triple darkness to blast ya With a force that can't be compared To any firepower For it's mind power shared The brainwave 
causes vessels to circulate like constellations reflect at night off the lake word to the father and mother earth seeking everlasting life through this hell for what it's worth look listen and observe and watch another sea cycle pulling my peeps to the curb heed the words it's like ghetto style proverbs the righteous pay a sacrifice to get what they deserve cannot afford to be confined to a cell brain waves swell turning the desert to a well Experience the best teacher Thoughts will spray like street sweepers Little daddy street preacher Illustrious feature Narrator you select Accompanied by deck Plus the DJ you respect The seven and a half combined Over the front line The ten percenters Promoting slander in the airtime Bear in mind Jewels be the tools of the trade Sharp blades Heavenly praise And dues are paid Above the crowds Above the clouds Where the sounds are original Infinite skills create miracles Warrior spiritual Above the clouds Raining down, holding it down. Yeah, I leave scientists mentally scarred. Triple extra large, wild like rock stars who smash guitars. Poison bars from the guards, bust holes in your mirage. You catch a charge, shake them down like the riot squad. Invade your zone, ruin like ancient Rome. I span the universe and return the earth to claim my throne. The maker, owner, plus soul controller. Ayatollah, rest in the sky, the clouds my sofa. Stand like colossus, regardless to whom or what. Numerous attempts in my life. So who to trust, who but us, to supply her with the fire, the burning truth, 150 absolute proof, on the mic like Moses spoke in Golden Squad, survivor of the oldest tribe whose soldiers died, I know the five families, we shed tears and mourn, but our hands are on the ammo cause the battle's still on, sound the horn, we come rumbling through the function, precise laser beam technique to touch something, when we die hard, to build a monument to honor us with, humongous effect in the world, we couldn't conquer it, above the crowds, Above the clouds where the sounds are original Infinite skills create miracles Warrior spiritual Above the clouds raining down Holding it down Above the clouds Above the clouds where the sounds are original Infinite skills create miracles Warrior spiritual Above the clouds raining down Holding it down Fly, Cause you never know when 
woke up early on my born day. I'm 20 as a blessing. The essence of adolescence leaves my body now freshen. My physical frame is celebrated because I made it. One quarter through life, some garlic like thing created. Got rhymes, 365 days, annual plus some. Load up the mic and bust one. Cuss while I puss from my skull because it's pain in my brain. Vein money maintained. No go against the grain, simple and plain. When I was younger, this I used to do my thing hard. Robbing foreigners, take their wallets, they jewels, and rip their green cards. Dip to the projects, flashing my quick cash. And got my first piece of ass smoking blunts with hash. Now it's all about cash and abundance. Niggas I used to run with is richer. Doing years in the hundreds, I switched my motto. Instead of saying fuck tomorrow, that buck that bought a bottle could have struck the lotto. Once I stood on the block, loose cracks, reduced stacks. I cooked up and cut small pieces to get my loot back. Time is illmatic, keep static like wool fabric. Pack a formatic to crack your whole cabbage. Life's a bitch and then you die. I spent the 
Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 27. Hope you guys dig those tracks. Uh, Nas, dude, Illmatic is seriously at the end of the day, it is one of the best hip hop albums produced. When that dropped in New York City, that along with 36 Chambers changed the dimension of hip hop. Like everybody took notice and it's basically was like the turning point as far as I'm concerned. Life's a bitch. Uh, is such a good song lyrically beat wise uh i love it we obviously have stickers that reference it and we have t-shirts that reference it as well so you know i'm a big fan uh so i hope you guys dug that uh but let's do a little housekeeping this is the bodega border crew podcast volume 27 you could check us out on instagram at bodega border crew make sure to check out our page bodegabordercrew.podbean.com as well as the full description on the itunes player uh, that has track listings, links to things we're talking about, links pertaining to uh, people we're talking with. And speaking of people we're talking with, this week we have Wes Adler. So Wes Adler is a younger dude, uh, born and raised here in Venice. Uh, pretty interesting story. Uh, has seen Venice change over time. Uh, surfs the, the pier a lot, uh, which I've actually been surfing again uh, recently because there hasn't been anything fucking around. But Wes talks about his dad, his, his brother growing up here, uh, going out to a Deus event, what those are like. So without further ado, here's the interview and I'll check in with you guys in a little bit. Where, did, where were you born? Where'd you grow up? Well, I was born technically in Santa Monica, uh -huh. but I grew up in Venice Beach, California. Okay. And uh, so you, you have a brother who surfs. I have a younger brother, yeah. And then yes. your dad surfs. My, well... My dad surfs, but he he started surfing when he was 20 years old. He's from Miami, Florida. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so he graduated high school and and then like took a gap year uh -huh. and he learned how to surf when he was 20 in Australia. Cuz he just Do you know where in Australia? Um, I have no idea. I'm really I curious. but I 
And so he, he really liked it. He fell in love with it. And then he moved to California and just basically taught us how to stand up uh-huh. and like go down the line because that's all he really knows how to do. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to discredit him because he taught me a lot, but he's like, he's, he's like an intermediate surfer. Yeah. You know? And, and then like, and then it hit a point where he couldn't teach us anymore, you know? So you hit that plateau. How, how old were you when that was happening? I was probably like, like, when I, when I really started progressing, I was probably like 13 when okay. I got my long, like the first longboard. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, probably around then. Okay. Um, and when you first started surfing, you were like kind of surfing whatever boards like. Yeah, he like he used to. It was funny. He he worked for um, uh, like Warner Brothers, and they had like this surfboard that they used for a shoot they did, and he, that he took it home one day and he oh, taught wow. us on that. Yeah, and so we we learned on that and like foamies and stuff, just whatever. And where at like here at like just just we used to go every Sunday to. Um, Driftwood, mm-hmm. the second lifeguard tower down from the pier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, every Sunday we would go, and that's when he would teach us. When we were, like up until we were about like, like nine years old. Well, until I was nine years old, and then he like actually started taking us surfing like up at Malibu and stuff, and and then it just progressed from there. Oh, cool. Yeah, and then we started doing contests and. Um, like, but you and then you got into logging. Yeah. How did that happen? Was it just something like by accident you stumbled on, or did someone like I, guide you that way? I, I honestly, I don't really know how it happened. I kind of just, like, started watching videos, like, longboard videos, mm-hmm. and I started to really like it. Like, which ones do you remember? I, they were just, like, like session videos on YouTube. Oh, okay. And then I, I watched, like, the, the, the duck, documentary or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, way, but, like... That was after after I already started, but that just kind of made me more into it. Uh-huh. Because I remember when I first started, I started on, like, a thruster. It was, like, an 8-2, yeah. like, thruster longboard. And Which is almost like a fun board at that point. Yeah, point. I know. It, was, it wasn't even a longboard. I got it for my 13th birthday. Um, and then I, I almost went into, like, the high-performance, like, uh-huh. style. And, and then I kind of just like, switched one day like, I was like this sucks and like <laughs> and got like this really old beat up log from this yard sale that they do okay in Mar Vista oh wow like it's this big board big board sale that they uh-huh. do and I got it from there for like 200 bucks oh nice yeah and what was it, how big was that it was that one was like proper it was like 9-2 okay think. so like a proper yeah. log yeah fan, yeah soft rails mm-hmm. yeah and so where where did you start surfing that board like the same spots or well I started surfing at Venice Pier mostly because uh-huh. the thing so I would go to school in Westchester uh-huh. when out like I went to the same school for ten years okay and it was in Westchester okay um, and so my dad would just take me surfing and the pier was the closest place and then just to straight to Westchester. Okay, so, so right down it was more, it was, yeah, it was more me surfing the pier just out of convenience uh-huh. than, like, actually, like, wanting to surf there. But yeah. now I've, like, grown to like it. I mean, it's not exactly the most <laughs> no. log-friendly, no. sur- like, um, place to surf, but you do, I mean, I've gotten good waves there. Yeah. I, I kind of find it fun. Yeah. I've, I've gone there a couple of days with, like, my log, and it's been, like, 
like interesting. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's beach breaking off a pier. Yeah, it's definitely weird, and it's definitely like I don't know, kind of uh, made me surf a certain way, especially on a longboard. Mm-hmm. Like, it's do like, you find that like from learning how to surf there and then going to like a clean point break like a Malibu or something like? That? I I find I find it really difficult to surf Malibu because it's just so different. Mm-hmm. But like, I I like. I've seen videos of me surfing Malibu, and I've seen videos of people from Malibu surfing Malibu, and it's a lot different. Yeah, yeah, because it's just like, like I feel like the place you grow up surfing kind of influences how you surf. Mm -hmm. No, I agree with that. But yeah, and then you get used to Malibu. Like in the beginning, it was really hard on a longboard because it's like, it's just different. But now I, I, it's like. Well, it's a lot slower. Yeah. Like it's like it's like you have like, like on these on these South Bay. And I still consider Venice part of the South Bay. Um, on these kind of like uh, breaks, like Porto, Hermosa Pier, um, Manhattan Pier, uh, Venice, and stuff like that, on a log, your feet just become a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you have to. This yeah. Is, it's it's suctiony. Yeah. It's quick. Like, you got to get up quick and walk quick and like get all over the place. But in Malibu, it's like that's almost a detriment. Like, you can't surf that you way. Can just you just take your time. Yeah, you actually have to like set up. Yeah. Wait. Which was hard. To yeah. like figure out, because mm-hmm. I was so used to like doing a little tiny bottom turn and just trying to run up to yeah. the nose, or or just like do one cut back, yeah. you know, and that's the wave. That's yeah. your wave. Yeah, yeah. Malibu's definitely different. I know for me, it's like I've been switching. I started logging mostly at Malibu and places like Sano, so mm-hmm. super slow wave, super slopey, and then in the last year, I've been logging at like South Porto and Hermosa yeah. and Manhattan and it's made my feet so much faster to the point that like I went to Malibu the other day and I was outrunning it every time yeah like because it's just natural like you don't think about it right no. you're just kind of and I was like I drop in like do the little bottom turn and just run to the front and it's like I'm already off the shoulder and I'm like okay yeah <laughs> you gotta slow down yeah it's uh, strange um so grew up surfing here what was it like to do these like contests when you were here well I started the first contest I ever did was a Hurley Rip My Shreds Day <laughs> contest at Tower 26. Okay. And it was it was basically just like the worst contest to like do uh-huh. to like cuz it wasn't really a contest. We yeah. were all just having fun. But then I did like the Ocean Park contest uh-huh. and that kind of like and I actually lost to my brother, really? my younger brother, and that really pissed me off. <laughs> Um, and then I started doing WSA Uh and I did a few shortboard ones and I didn't really like it. Uh So I just went to, I just did longboard WSAs Uh and it was fun for a while and, but there's not much more than just that. Yeah. And I kind of just started doing my own thing, Uh which my dad, my dad is like, really competitive and he did competitive sports when he was younger but okay. like but he did like football in high school because okay. he was in florida uh-huh. and so he kind of wanted me to do more competitive sports like that but um that's not how i want like it's not like, in your dna no not really but yeah. the thing is he still got that because my brother is the complete opposite and he does the nssas and i think he's doing like the junior pro now and stuff oh really yeah so he's a short border. Yeah, full on. Like he's on Hurley. Uh-huh. Like full, just go, jersey on. Like win contests. <laughs> always train. Yeah, 
and and I kind of like split up from that, which kind of bummed my dad out a bit, but it's all right. <laughs> but it's the two spectrums of, of the yeah, exactly. world we live in now, right? Yeah. Like you have that one where it's like, and it's not even the equipment thing. It's like you have the competitive, more mainstream, more kind of structured. And then you have this other word. It's like, I call it the right everything movement. Mm-hmm. Although it's funny. It's like right everything photo thruster. It should be like, that should be like the footnote too. It's like right everything photo thruster. <laughs> and um, that's like a totally different thing. That's like totally like you're just like having, almost having fun. Yeah. But there still are these like contests. Like, um, did you go to the hot dogger championship? I did do that, yeah. That, not you, this year. Okay, you the did year, for, the, the first, first year. year. Yeah, okay. this year I was, I, I, I don't know where I was, but. So there's stuff like that, like those kind of events, you know, yeah. and obviously Joel does his contests, yeah. and like, I know um, CJ is starting the Relic series, which is kind of cool. I didn't know about that. Oh, that's kind of awesome. I mean, a lot of people are kind of shitting on it. Really? <laughs> but what it is, is they did the first one at Malibu. I remember that, actually. Yeah. I wanted to be in it so badly. Yeah, it's like And insane. I was actually really pissed off that I didn't get in. <laughs> a lot of people are pissed. This is why people are shitting on yeah. it, because a lot of people got pissed off that they did it get invited so cj you should really invite more people yeah. okay that's not just coming from me you know there's a lot of people that said that um yeah. but it's it's kind of interesting to see that i for my personal taste i actually like i fucking i'm not a competitive person i'm like you yeah. like i can't it's not in me it's no. like even with like skating when i grew up i'm like it was more like i'm having fun yeah. like i don't fucking care yeah. kind of thing um but do you see do you think for younger surfers do you think for younger surfers there's really no other kind of career path than the the contest circuit like like young people like people who are just trying to start surfing or like no or getting better like hey oh oh, yeah i'm a little kid i've been surfing for like let's say 40 years i'm good i think i think it's like a good starting point Mm -hmm. i think it's good for everyone to see what that's like Mm -hmm. because you go to those competitions and you you'll have like kids getting yelled at by their dads or like their parents mm-hmm. because they like missed they um didn't like finish their wave or they didn't you know yeah. make their heat and then they'll be like the kids who actually do good and because they do good they'll like it you know yeah because like, i feel like you you have to be good enough to like it you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah i mean if you're losing all the time it's, it's like, not gonna be fun no, it's, it's not like this yeah is fucking whack. yeah but I, do, I think it's interesting you brought, brought up the thing about the parents yelling at them because that's like a big thing that's happening now supposedly on the North Shore that a lot of people are like getting pissed about. Yeah. Because that you don't have soccer parents, you have surf parents. Yeah. So there's like parents it's crazy. Out, and they're like, they're like, they'll cut off other surfers so their kids could like get away yeah. and stuff and everybody's like, what the fuck is this yeah. dude? And they're like, that's the thing of like the competition that, that yeah. breaks, down, breaks it down for me. But I also, you bring up a really valid point. It's almost like you can't say you don't like a food unless you taste it, right? Mm-hmm. So at least go taste it and stuff. Exactly. Um, did you? Um, how did you meet people that you surf with? Like, how did that happen? Well, so I just I really just started because I surfed Venice so much. Mm-hmm. I met a lot of my friends through surfing the pier mm-hmm. because they were were all the same age. Mm-hmm. And we all grew up together. This is before we went to school together. Mm-hmm. And we would just surf. Mm-hmm. We would all surf together and we would hang out every day in the summer. Like um, when we were like 14, 15, 16. Even till now. Like we're still all friends. Oh, awesome. But um, 
and then and then we started going around and then Instagram got big mm-hmm. so I, I've met a lot of people through that as mm-hmm. well as just surfing other places mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll, yeah it's 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 cool because I've because of just traveling helps a lot I don't know. it's 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 like a weird it's weird because it's such a small world because mm-hmm. you'll go surf somewhere I, I went and surfed the mental wise uh-huh. like two years ago uh-huh. and I I saw like someone that I had seen here you know and it's like right really yeah, that's true yeah. yeah I mean there's as big as surfing is on a certain level yeah compared to the rest of the world it's actually really small yeah yeah it's yeah. like smaller than you believe yeah you would think it is um, so a lot of your friends that you like grew up with surfing, you guys are still friends and stuff. Yeah. Do you guys take trips together? Or? Yeah, I actually, yeah, we usually, we usually just drive around, okay. like go up north or anything and, and stuff, but we go to Santa Cruz a lot because okay. a lot of, like we're at that age where we start graduating and going to college. Mm-hmm. So our friends go to Santa Cruz and we go stay with them and surf. Oh, cool. But so that's like pleasure point and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. That's just like a normal trip. But we do go on like big trips. Like we will go down to Mexico. I went to the Mentawise with with those friends. So you went to Mentawise like two years ago. Yeah, with with the the same. How long friends. were you there for? I think it was like ten days. But the is that enough or is the, it? It really wasn't because uh-huh. the waves weren't that good. Oh. But it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh-huh. And it was an experience, especially because the tr- the trip there is insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the thing. Like. <laughs> one of our friends in, in in Hawaii kind of like casually mentioned they were like oh we should all go to the Mentawise I'm like dude I don't have like fucking like random time to just be like oh I could take two weeks off of my life and yeah. go to go go to some surf resort and yeah, stuff like that it's crazy where'd you surf there did you surf that that one right I don't know the name of it it's like it drops right on the jungle it's like the jungle and it's like this right burgers or something like that Cheeseburgers, maybe. I've seen like footage of it. Like I don't know, but we just stayed at the land resort at uh, Macaroni's. Okay. So, we just had free, like we just surfed there the whole time because it wasn't good enough to break anywhere else that well. Oh really? Well enough for us to take a boat there. Yeah. It was just like. Is that is that the whole deal there? Basically, like you go, you land there, and you basically take boats like all over the place. A lot of people do boat trips, so uh-huh. they'll just they'll li- like they'll sleep and live on the boat uh-huh. and just go around the islands oh, for like, the best spots. But we didn't do that. Uh-huh. We just stayed on the land, which was nice as well. I'm trying to convince my wife to go. <laughs> it's very isolated. Yeah, but it's it's so fun. But that's like like it's fun of like us like yeah we're into disconnecting. Okay, like, we're totally like. Like, people, we're, we're planning to move, hopefully, to the North Shore. Okay. And, like, a lot of people are like, oh, you're going to get island fever. I'm like, you don't get it. We don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> we're, like, over anything. We're, like, if I don't see anyone for, like, five years, I'm cool. Like, yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, but I've always wanted to go there. I know, like, all the footage I see from there is gorgeous. Insane. Yeah. And it's, like, beautiful, and it looks amazing. I mean, it doesn't seem too crowded yet. It's get. It's I know good. it. Is, I know it is getting more crowded, but it isn't. It isn't. Like, you can definitely find any wave that, like, any wave you want. Because there's so many, right? There's just basically, like, all these little islands. Yeah. You just gotta, you know, have, like, a guide or, like, go to one of these surf resorts where they're like, okay, tomorrow we're gonna go to this place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's something I'd love to do. Um, So you've traveled with your friends, like, locally and stuff like that. Yeah. What are some of the bigger trips that you've taken? That was probably the biggest trip that I've taken. 
Okay. Because it was just the most insane travel, like the most insane, like most isolated place. Oh, yeah, I mean, for sure. And then 2017, um, I started going to like, I, I went to Bali twice last year. And how did that happen? Was that just out of your own pocket? That was actually through Deus. Okay. Cause so what's your relationship so with the... I started going there when they opened. The it location. used to be a flower shop. And I and I would always see the flower shop. And then one day, it just closed. Uh-huh. And this like cool little coffee like surf shop thing opened up. And I was like, oh, you know, might as well go in there. So mm-hmm. I went in there when I was 12. Um, I wasn't as much into surfing as I am now when okay. I was 12. But I thought it was cool. And, and then I kind of didn't go there for a while and then I and then I started going to high school at Venice High which is close by which is close by and then I ended up going to Deus like every day after school to do work Mm -hmm. and I just got to know the people there and then I started working there when I was 16 okay um and I got to know like the owners and then Dustin and Dare Mm -hmm. and uh Carby which, which those are like the guys who run the company basically and last year I was like I always looked up to like all the surfers on Deus and I wanted to surf in the contest and I I just asked and I had and like and they said yeah you can come you were just like fuck it let's see what they're gonna yeah. say so my parents actually paid for uh-huh. that trip there uh-huh. because they but then they just put me up and I didn't have to pay Oh, that's there, which so was nice. But was that the nine foot and single? That was that was nine foot and single. Yeah, and I had the best time ever. What was that? Two years ago? Last year. That was when it was like kind of big. The it was the most recent one. They do it every year now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was the one that was kind of like they were like I remember seeing the video of it. Like it was like kind of on the bigger side, the waves. Um, or was that the year before? I think it was the year before. Yeah. La- oh, the waves were big last year, actually. Like, I remember seeing this video, and people were like, okay, this is going to be a little sketchy to go out on logs with, like, yeah. the leash, and then, like, yeah. people were, like, loving it. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't the best waves, though, but it was, it was pretty, it was uh-huh. pretty fun. And then, they invited me back, and I went for, um, Slidetober, which was insane, and I've never ridden a motorcycle before, so that was Oh, crazy. and you did that, too? Yeah. I, I, it was the scariest thing ever, but I did it, and it, and it was fun. So, what, do they give you boards? Do they, like... Um... They, yeah, so they give me Thomas surfboards. Oh, nice. <laughs> Thomas, they're so, like, yeah. they gave me a long board after um, Nine Foot and Single. Uh-huh. And then recently, um, Harrison actually gave me this little fish that I have. Okay. And I'm just riding it into the ground because it's the best fish I've, it's the best board I've ever owned, actually. What size is it? It's a 5'1", like, Steve Liz shape. Like, it looks like a, like an old Steve Liz, but it has, like, this little like hip next to the like almost at the tail really that like well it's like right where the swallow starts it has this little hip Uh and it and it just helps so much it's really skatey and nice it's fun and that's what you're surfing like on those like like kind of like mushier days or i surf it i surf it every day really i've surfed it at like six foot like el porto that was insanely fun Uh and i'm gonna i'm probably gonna go up to a rincon with it like this weekend yeah it's supposed to be a little bit better I think yeah now. I mean there's a lot of texture on the water I mean like to yeah. Topanga it's like it's super it's stormy my board was just like kind of like 
bitch. <laughs> like, yeah. I need to wave my card. I was like, okay. And this is just going to rattle the whole way down yeah. the face. Um, so that's pretty rad that they give you boards. Yeah. And, um, and I, they just actually measured me for some wetsuits, so I'm excited. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I wish they would, like, you know, have more. Like, that's the thing that bumps me out about their, like, Venice location. Like, I honestly wish they had more, like, surf shit there. Like, they, they rarely, like, they don't have enough. Like, yeah. it's like I want to walk in there and see, like, 20 boards. And I want to yeah. see, like, wetsuits and, like, the whole thing. But I know it's, I sh- like, they, they, they cater more to, like, the motorcycle kind of thing. Yeah. Especially at the Venice shop because they have, like, Michael Woolaway. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, he's just, like, a legendary bike builder. Yeah. And so more people who come in to the shop there mm-hmm. are looking for him. And not for surfboards. Yeah, you know, which makes sense. Yeah. But I, the I, there is such a potential to have like a super cool, mm-hmm. like surf part of that shop. But yeah. I mean, we need it as a community. To be honest, like there just isn't enough. Like no, like especially on this side of town. To be honest, like there just isn't like yeah. There's just Rider Shack and then Mollusk. Yeah, but it's like Mollusk is pretty much like. Just go by board. Like, yeah. there's no scene there. No. You know what I mean? There's no place to sit down and hang out. Yeah, because, so, there was ZJ's. Yeah. There was ZJ Boarding House, and I used to surf for them. Uh-huh. When I was, like, just, like, just getting into it. And then they went corporate. They sold their company. They sold the company to Billabong. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's, that makes sense, because they always have that. Yeah, background. and I was, and I, like, no, no. Yeah sucks they have like a full corporate team now that's so weird that's what i think what's killing like serving on a certain level but it's all cyclical like you know now they had that merger that like billabong and and or is it is it billabong and quicksilver merged or whatever like some crazy shit one of them bought the other and like oh like all these big companies are basically suffering now yeah like but for me, it's like a lot of people like scared of it. I'm like, no, this is good because a lot of the smaller companies now are going to rise to the top. Yeah. And like people like that are into surfing, like the kind of stuff that you're into and that I'm into is very, you know, it's basically the same thing. It's like we're more into like these smaller shapers, this like more selective stuff. Mm-hmm. Like like if I'm going to go buy a wetsuit, I'm not going to go buy a fucking Quicksilver wetsuit. Yeah. Like if that's the last It's not going to last you. Yeah, it's bullshit. And then it's like, all right, I'm going to get one of these smaller brands. I'm like hey, they might actually fit me for the wetsuit. Yeah. The same amount of money. Like, why wouldn't I go to this yeah, kind, of, exactly. kind of thing? Um, having grown up in, in, in Venice um, and surfing, what's the biggest change you've seen in Venice from when you were, like, really young until now? So, the, okay, so I'll, I'll do half and half because okay. there's a change I've seen in the surfing and in the... Yeah, yeah, so let's talk to surfing Yeah, part. so surfing, when I just started out, um, because... Venice was less developed it was like you have to be from Venice to surf at the pier if and if you're a young kid you have to sit on the shoulder and you're not allowed to drop in on anyone and you have to wait for the insiders and and that's how I learned to like like that and like and I still and it was really based on respect Mm -hmm. and like respect for your elders because all those guys have been surfing there since they were my age. Mm-hmm. You know, when I started surfing there, I was like 12, 10 or 12. Right. And 10, uh, um, and, and I still like have so much respect for those guys, even though I've like, I can out surf them now. Mm-hmm. They're like, they still like, no matter what, I'm still going to pull out of a wave if they, if they drop in on me, yeah. you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get out of the wave because right. th- they've like taught me so much, mm-hmm. you know? But now it's 
and there's a lot of localism. I used to see people get the shit beat out of them with baseball bats mm-hmm. on the beach, and just because they wanted to protect the pier, mm-hmm. you know, because they wanted to keep it how it is, how it is, and like how it's always been. Right. But now, because there's just such an influx, like of or, or there's such like a there's so many new people mm-hmm. like and there it's just overwhelming and now it's really hard to like regulate the amount of people that surf there mm-hmm. so it's a lot it's a lot less like there's a lot more people there's a lot more people mm-hmm. and a lot more people who aren't from Venice who, who surf there right which is like I mean it's fine because it's not the best wave ever <laughs> but it's just kind of like it's disrespectful in a way but, yeah and that also that also is like how Venice as a community is as well there's just so many people now like from out of town mm-hmm. that are just like it's not it's not really like a community as it like how it used to be right know? no I mean that's the natural yeah that's how I, it goes I, I, I hate to say it I mean it's like look I'm from Brooklyn New York and I've seen that happen to like my neighborhood you mm-hmm. know and it's part of the reason we left like, like was part of the reason. I'm like, this isn't the fucking yeah. Brooklyn I grew up on. Like, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. Like, there's like trust fund douchebags here. Yeah. But that's what's happening to Venice. Yeah. And now it's like, I get the localism part. I totally get, and I think, at least my perspective, I think the respect thing should kind of be followed more than anything. Yeah. Like, not the like, hey, I was born here kind of thing. Like, yeah. I get that, but like, if you can't control that anymore, at least yeah. the people coming into the lineup should be like, yeah. hey, this guy to the left of me grew up here and surfed yeah. here his whole life. Let him get every for every five waves he gets. I'm gonna try to take one. Yeah, like that's it, just common sense. Yeah. That's that's all it really is. It just it's just respect. Yeah, and a lot of like a lot of people, especially when they start learning, mm-hmm. they'll just paddle out straight next to the pier mm-hmm. and have no idea about mm-hmm. anything. You know, like I'm just like, I'll be at work and then go out for just a quick surf and I just want to catch a few waves. I'm not trying to like ruin your session. Yeah. Just let me catch my waves and I'll be fine. Just don't sit in the wrong spot. Like you have to learn these things before you start surfing in the places that have good waves, you know? Yeah. yeah. I feel like people should, it should just be like a, like a known thing. But the thing is, I think for a lot of people, look, from my perspective, like, for a lot of people, if all they're doing is getting, like, yelled at, they're not going to actually learn. Yeah, exactly. Like, if someone's kind of like, hey, like, you know, I've seen it happen where I've seen people at, like, for instance, like, at Topanga. Yeah. It's fucking... Topanga, yeah. It's it's like the worst. worst. But I've seen some of those guys and girls be like, like, if someone's, like, just does something stupid, or drops in on someone... I've seen the yelling thing and the fighting thing, and I'm going to That sucks. Ass. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. But I've seen the person who's been like, hey, look, look left down the line before you take off. Yeah. That's going to be more effective it is. in the long run because it helps you and them. Yeah. Because then they'll be like, next time they paddle for a wave, they're going to look left, and if they see you, they're going to be like, okay, I can't yeah. go. Can't go, kind yeah. of thing. It's, yeah, it is definitely better. I, I, I don't like yelling at people, mm-hmm. and I do do that a lot more than. I think there needs to just be a lot more. Yeah. Look, we all fucking make mistakes. And look, when I started surfing, like, the first, like, two, three years, I made the stupid... I'm going to be the first one to admit it. I made the dumbest fucking mistakes yeah. in my life. Now... Everyone I'm, does. You know, it's on, like... On the other end of it, on the other end of it, when I grew up skateboarding in New York at the Brooklyn Banks... Yeah. If you were from New Jersey or Connecticut, 
we kicked your fucking ass. Yeah. So I understand the both sides of it. Like, I totally yeah. get it, but there has to be, like, a balance, right? Yeah. There has to be a balance where you're like, okay, I'm going to show my localism, but I'm also going to try to be like, hey, look, yeah. if you're going to do this in the water where I am at, let me at least tell you the right way to do it, and you'll learn yeah. it versus being, like, confused and being like, that's yeah. a part of the reason I fucking hate Porto. Like, honestly, it's 90% of the reason I hate Porto because everyone comes there and they think it's a fucking free-for-all. Yeah. And it's just, like, insane. You're just it is. like, you're like, what the fuck is Porto, going? yeah, I, I think, port one, like, Topanga is the, like, a really good example of, like, like the, the whole, like, big macho, like, mm -hmm. localism thing. Yeah. And Porto is just the example, like, the opposite. Yeah. It's, like, and it's it's hard to surf at either of those places mm -hmm. because of it you know there's tricks there's tricks i like so i i surf topanga like 90 percent of the time yeah and i started surfing and i got fucking heckled and fucking blah 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 and i think in the last year and a half it's kind of like i know my place like mm -hmm. i'm like okay i'm yeah. gonna sit at bathrooms and i'm gonna wait and then it's like i'm gonna you know kind of thing i think there's tricks to every spot and kind yeah. of doing it I just think like the localism thing is something a lot of people talk about and I get it. We have like a finite resource. Yeah. Like waves, like there it's not like a see I just like my relation to it is like I equate it to skating. Like so we used to have skate spots that like if too many people showed up, security guards would come out. Yeah. So if there were only a few people, like the security guards would yeah. give a shit. So it's like you don't you want to keep people away. So that's the reason we kept them away. Mm -hmm. Here it's more of a thing of like we can't produce more waves. Like, yeah. it, even if I wanted to, yeah. I can't be like, yeah, exactly. there's more waves going to come yeah. here. So you have to kind of keep it off. Yeah. Um, to that point, what do you think, you know, having grown up in that kind of environment, what is the first thing, the most important lesson you think someone who's just starting to, like, go from, like, beginner to semi-intermediate, what would you tell them? I'd say, I'd say, like, Keep your distance at first. Uh -huh. If you're gonna go surf somewhere where it's known to have people who are very like have that like localism mentality, mm -hmm. just keep your distance at first, um, and like just just make educated decisions on like based on what you see. You mm -hmm. know, because if you see someone like paddle right up to the point or right to the peak and take off and then get yelled at, don't do that. Yeah. And just like, and take your time, and and if you keep going there and you and you start talking to people and you're respectful, it'll all work out. Nothing's mm -hmm. gonna be, you know. So it's, it's like kind of like, like observe. Like, yeah. I mean, I think that's a good point. Yeah. Like, like watch other people's mistakes. Yeah. Be like, all right, you make the mistake for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't be like, I'm yeah. not gonna make that same fucking exactly. mistake. Like, okay, that guy that yelled at you, I'm gonna make sure I get nowhere near him. Yeah. Because there's always people. Look, at the end of the day. Good or bad, there's always people like that in the lineup. There's yeah. some people like at, at Topanga that are infamous for this. Like I won't name names, but that you're kind of like when they're in the water, I'm like, yeah, everybody knows. I know who you. Yeah, yeah. They're like, no, don't want to even like it's it's gonna ruin my yeah. session. Like it's not worth yeah. it. Um, now, you're talking about getting boards from the guys at Davis. You tried to shape some of your own boards. Yes. And how did that go? I mean, and why did you do? Why did you want to do? Why? Oh, um. Well, because I saw a lot of my, a lot of the people I look up to doing it. Okay. So like, and okay. I thought it would be really cool, you know, and I, um, I was, I used to hang around Scott Anderson's shop, oh, okay. Aquatech when they were yeah. on Glencoe. Yeah. I used to go there after school because uh -huh. I was right by Venice High. 
Oh, yeah. I'd go eat at In-N-Out and then go go there and <laughs> hang out for like two hours with Skip and help have him talk to me about his prostate and stuff. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I used to be really into it and I tried it and it's really hard. Mm-hmm. It's so difficult. Yeah. I mean, I've pr- I produced like one good board. And out of how many? Out of probably like 10. Whoa. Yeah. And that board goes so good. I love what it. What is I, it? It's this four eight mini Simmons. Oh wow! With and I put like these, I had like these speed dialer fins. Uh huh. But I just put the two big ones in it. Oh. And it works super well. That's interesting. And I but I've just shook and it fully. Did you pass them on? No. Okay. They're like, but the funny thing is, I actually did it for a school project. Oh, yeah. that's kind of And weird. I got an A on it. So <laughs> there you go. You're like, yeah. I made a board that yeah. works <laughs> that I like. No, but it, it also surfs really well. It's super fun. Who Who's some of the people? You saw Scott and Skip around there. Who yeah. are some of the other people that would be around that show? Um, Ricky Massey, mm-hmm. who's a legend mm-hmm. and an amazing um, ding repair guy. Yeah, he's fixed my board a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> I, the Ricky. fish I got, I actually snapped the tail. I, <sighs> I like... I like air dropped on a floater and the tail completely snapped off. Oh shit! And he put it back together and it serves perfectly. Yeah. But so Rick Massey, Skip Engblom, Engblom. Um, I used to see um, Scott and then the the brothers Marshall. Uh-huh. Those two. Yeah. Um, Trace and Chad, they're both insane uh-huh. and the best guys ever, and they like they've taught me a lot and they're. And I still hang out with both of them. Oh, cool. Yeah, and they, they're super funny. So they've never hooked you up through Mollusk because you've... Um, no. No. They've, I've done, like... Actually, the funny thing is, one of the first, like, photo shoots I've ever done uh-huh. was with was for Brothers Marshall. Oh, was it? Trace. But other than that, they just, like... Yeah, because they guys. do, like, really, really funny stuff. Yeah, uh, and then... And just hanging out in Venice a lot, you see a lot of legends. Mm-hmm. Like I, um, um, like Jeff Ho mm-hmm. is always down. Well, he used, I don't know where he is, actually. I haven't seen him in a while. Uh-huh. But he has taught me a lot about shaping mm-hmm. and like surfing. I just, it's just hard for me to. Is he still shaping boards? I think so. Okay. I know he shaped a few and they put it in that exhibit that they had at like the Malibu. Country Mart or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really sick, actually. Yeah, that thing was awesome. Yeah. Like Cassia had stuff in it. Yeah, like it was all... super cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I and... remember he had that. He had that. Um, that. That Venice graphic on the board. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's kind of crazy to be in Venice and know those guys because mm-hmm. it's like, it's they're so influent. Like they're like they're such a big influence in like. Mm-hmm a lot of people's lives who, like, I associate myself with, you know? Well, I think it's, like, I remember dropping a board off at Aquatech to be, to be, uh, get fixed, and the fact, when Skip gave me the board, when he was there, I was like, for me, as a skater, it's a trip. I'm yeah. like, this guy fucking owns Santa Monica Airlines, and he gave Nottis his first sponsorship. Like, my 14-year-old self was, like, freaking out. Like, I was like, oh, my God, yeah. and I'm just talking to this guy, like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. I do, that's the one thing I do love about Venice, and even surfing there, it's like kind of funny, you'll look over your shoulder and you'll be like, oh, that's that guy. Yeah. Like, it's kind of cool. Who do you think has been your biggest influence in surfing? In surfing? I'd say, um, I look, 
the one okay so the person who influenced my like the way I surf the most mm-hmm. would probably be Alex Nost mm-hmm. just because I I like how fast mm-hmm. he is on like a longboard mm-hmm. I don't know if that sounds stupid but no like, no no he's he's quick yeah there's but a lot of speed involved he probably like and just the like sp- like the sporadic how like sporadic he is mm-hmm. on a board I love it. It's so cool. To I watch. almost like for, for me. It's like I almost like watching him ride bonzers more than like yeah. Like it's fucking cr- like you're like yeah. dude. He's riding this board like it shouldn't be ridden, but it looks so right. Like yeah. you're like this is the best. And but the the person who probably like influenced me the most would I'd say is like Joel Tudor. Mm-hmm. Just like the attitude towards mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. towards surf like I don't I don't know how to say it, but just like the way you should act. Mm-hmm. Like as a surfer, or mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know. He's a, for it's, for me. I think he's like the the way I've always thought of it. And after meeting him and getting to know him, I kind of look at him as the direct lineage of the surfer attitude. Yeah, like from Dora and Phil Edwards and Donald, and yeah. now it's like him. Like yeah. he's the last. For me, at least my experience, like I look at him and I'm like, you, that's the lineage, right? Yeah. Like, he's the, he, and he, we're lucky enough that he's like only 40 something years old, yeah. so he'll be around for a while. Yeah. And he's nothing but generous to his knowledge. Have you ever met him? Yes. I, 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 funny thing is, I, he, I'm actually, I actually like have chatted to him quite a bit, uh-huh. like this past summer in, at Malibu. Uh-huh. But I don't know if he remembers this. Uh-huh. The first time I ever met him, was at the 7-Eleven in Cardiff. <laughs> I was about, I'd say, like, 14 years old. Uh-huh. And that's when I got my first, like, real log. And I just had camped at Cardiff. Okay. And I, and, and I wanted to see him the whole weekend because I, like, looked up to him so much. Uh-huh. And, of course, the one time I see him is in, was with all my friends in the 7-Eleven. And I walk up to him, I'm like, I'm like, Joel, dude, like, I look up to you so much. You're, like, such a legend, dude. Like, like you're my favorite surfer, and he's like, he's like, oh, thanks, man. Just um, when you're out there, watch out for stingrays. <laughs> and it would, and now it's just the the biggest like inside joke that my friends and I have. Watch out for stingrays. Yeah, because it made zero sense. Like, why would you ever say that just to look like this kid who comes up yeah. to you and is like, y- like you're you're their biggest idol, and you just tell them to watch out for stingrays. <laughs> it 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 was mind boggling. It was crazy. But I think that's but just yeah, I, it was it was hilarious and it still is. To I don't know, it's great. I mean, we're lucky. That's the thing that's that's kind of interesting too about surfing on, on this other level is that all these people that we all look up to, and that we admire, and that we watch surfing and stuff like we have opportunities to interact with them every mm-hmm. day. I think that's what's so unique to this versus like let's say basketball, right? Yeah. Like basketball, like Michael Jordan is not going to call you up and be like. Hey, do you want to go shoot hoops, right? Yeah. But like a Joel or someone or a CJ or something, they'd be like, hey, where are you surfing today? Let's hook up. And you're like, fuck, this is crazy. Yeah, it's insane. This is like kind of like a little intimidating, but yeah. kind of awesome. Um, I find that also really beautiful about like surfing in in like LA County, like you were saying about people in Venice. Like you kind of, like, yeah. you look over and you'd be like, oh, that's who that is? And we're talking? Like, yeah. That's weird. Uh, kind of thing. Um, who are some of the people that, you surf with now that you think are really good and that you think deserve the spotlight more? Uh, um, I think that, well, I just want to plug my friend really quick. Yeah. De- my friend Declan. Uh-huh. He 
fucking rips and he's insane. What's his name, Declan? Declan Solomon. Uh-huh. He, I think he's starting to ride for Buell, which is really sick. Uh-huh. And he's just an insane short border and a really cool kid. Uh-huh. So, there you go. That's a good shout-out. Yeah. Out. yeah. Shout-out Declan Solomon, my best friend. That's awesome. Um, but I, I mean, I surf, a lot of the people who I surf with already have the spotlight, you know? Mm-hmm. Like my friend Noah Hill, yeah, who was from Venice, mm-hmm. and he's moved to like Hawaii. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Like probably the best. Where did Hawaii move to? I think he's in Ma- Maui. I don't know exactly. Yeah. I, th- I, but I think he's like one of the best. Like, I think he's fifteen now. Uh huh. I think he is the best fifteen-year-old in the world, or six. I, I don't know how old. Is he, he gone is. the competitive route? Or yeah, yeah, he is. he is, and it's insane. But, um, I. I don't know. I just I I think a lot of the people I surf with are good enough to like do it on their own. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And like I kind of I kind of think that's cool. So do you think there's like a real living in it? Like let's say for you. I hope so. Because okay. that's like all I have right now. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really hope so. But I I um. I don't think anyone can really say. Yeah. You know, like especially, I'm like, on my level where I'm not like in the spotlight but I'm not like mm-hmm. it's not like impossible for me to be in the spotlight what avenues do you think there are for you to like keep your like let's say like okay I need to like pay rent what avenues do you think there are for that um like what would you have like for you like like, like right now yeah like okay what, well what would I have to do to like um like in the surf I would probably have to promote myself a lot more because I really don't promote myself that much especially mm-hmm. through Instagram which is like such a big platform now, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. To like, that's what I was going to ask you. So, do you think that's something that like becomes this added uh, kind of? I think it's like another personality, almost like another trait to like your surfing. Mm-hmm. You know, because like if you're, it's kind of weird, but it it's it's good in a way because mm-hmm. you have like another platform to promote yourself. Because mm-hmm. you'll be this like super good surfer, and then you also be like this this entity on this social media website you know mm-hmm. what I mean and it's like two things but it like works together in right. a way. you know what I mean so it's almost like like it's become this thing like like with your surfing like there's your maneuvers there's your style and then all of a sudden it's become Instagram yeah <laughs> it's, like it's this, really weird it's really like, weird no but it's true it's yeah. like most of these people like like I've seen very like I've seen people who surf on Instagram that have like 150,000 followers let's yeah. say like have a shitload of followers yeah. and because of that and I know this from my wife because she works in PR and marketing. Okay, you have that many followers. If I'm like Campbell Soup and I get you to post a thing about eating the soup, yeah. right? I'm going to give you X amount of dollars. Yeah. But then you actually meet them in person and you're like, you suck. Yeah. Like I've seen you surf. Like you're no good. Yeah. You're, it's true. It's like you could establish this totally di- persona that's not even real. Yeah. But just people believe it. Yeah. It's uh, crazy. But I do think it's also great, like, how people who are unknown can use it to promote themselves. Like, yeah. Um, did you see that uh, one wave, one fin thing? Yes. Okay. I did. So like that, like that was like yeah. awesome. I love that. Sean Tully's a genius. Yeah. And he's really cool. Yeah, I love Sean. We're gonna probably be sponsor. We're gonna probably sponsor one of the things prizes yeah. next year. Yeah. It'll be kind of funny. Um, but like things like that, like, you know, and I remember talking to him about it and he was like, oh, it gives an opportunity for like, there might be some kid in North Carolina that no one's ever heard of 
that but photo. absolutely rips. Yeah, and they yeah. use this hashtag, and all of a sudden they're like, holy shit, this guy's like surfing the Outer Banks and he, on a log, and he's like killing it. Like, yeah. who is this kid? Yeah. Um, so it's, I guess it's a double-edged sword, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but it, I think it's a different thing now versus like, let's say, like 15 years ago. Like, if you want them to make money in surfing, visibility comes down to it, right? Yeah. And visibility back in the day was contests. Yeah, exactly. Skin covered, but now it's nicer to see that you don't have to do that if you do this other shit, mm. which is kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to kind of wrap this up. Um, two two final questions that I ask people: If you could surf uh, out of any wave or break that you've ever surfed in your life, what was your favorite one and why? Um. That's a really hard question. Um, you know, I I would say, I don't know it, like, if it's my favorite wave, but I just have a really good memory from there. Uh-huh. Uh, it's Emma Wood. Uh-huh. And it would be Venturist. Yeah. Yeah. And I just remember one day going there with my friends and just getting so barreled out of our minds and we were just freaking out about it because we were all like 15 and then we ate in and out and it was the best day ever <laughs> and i would just i like i've i've surfed better waves in my life before but that was just like one of the best memories ever well see that's the yeah. one it's the one that like sticks with you yeah right? yeah um if you had any closing words or advice for people um for surfing what would you say um just do whatever the fuck you want because it's fun. If if you think something's fun, then do it. Don't do something because you think it's cool. That's a good way to close it. I don't know. Something right. like that. No, that's awesome. Okay. All right. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. I want to thank Wes for sitting down with us, picking tracks, spending some time with us. Uh, he's a great guy. If you see him out there, definitely say hello. Um, I think it's important for us to really focus on uh, some of these younger guys who are going to be the future of our culture and what they're bringing to it. I think it's really great to see uh, their perspective on it and the fact that there's a lot of hope for us. You know, There's a lot of hope for this culture in the everyday young surfer, and I think that's, Wes is a good example of that. But for now, let's listen to some more tracks, and then I'll check in with you guys with some short takes. Peace. Young aggressor, born into the life of crime. I will walk down the street, strapped with two nines, bitch smacking, jacking niggas. Up stacking figures, police drive by. I was click clacking triggers. Jade DeLucas put me with the fam to grow. I was a boss amongst white boys rocking the flow. I had hoes, bank rolls, and mixed by the dozen. My rise to power was quick. They just wasn't trying to make me a made man. They fucked up the game plan. I blacked out on them and started my own clan. Black Gambino, black suits, a black syndicate. My crime fan was tight, every move was intricate. The coke was brought in from bad Colombian music. Gorgeous women that I draped down in jewels Street fights started, mafia wars in Italy Crime fam against fam and no one could do diddly
dirty work. Bringing the coke by the boatloads. Go against the grain, nigga. I feed nose holes. Follow no family rules. Rules are for fools. Chase the paper. Cause it's the cash that rules. Fuck the Lord of Fan, Mr. Lord of Land. You don't like how I'm moving and try to force my hand. I'm moving keys, them Delucas couldn't touch my pianos. Putting pressure on them Gambinis and Varizanos. They love my money, they hate to see a nigga getting it. Selling drugs is taboo, but I ain't fucking sweating it. The dirt gotta get done, so I took my position. One day I'm just black tone with a lot of ambition. Next, I got status, dinners with all bosses. Flicing in and out of the country, they getting nauseous. Money, power, respect, rise of the black suits. Talk shit behind my back, but to my face, salute. Hugs and handshakes, they can't stop my reign. Got the coconut, pilots bringing shit on the plane. It's a shame, they ain't had a balls to make moves. They pussy, couldn't walk a mile in my shoes. Do the dirty work, bringing the coke by the boatloads. Go against the grain, nigga, I feed nose holes. Follow no family rules, rules are for fools. Chase the paper. Cause it's the cash that rules Do the dirty work Bringing the coke by the boatloads Go against the grain, nigga I feed nose holes Follow no family rules Rules are for fools Chase the paper Cause it's the cash that rules Fucking rockets! Bring the motherfucking 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 rockets!
than slave man boots, new recruits, I'm fucking up MC troops, I break glutes and trample shit, while I stomp, a mud hole in that ass, cause I'm straight out the swamp, creeping up on sight, now it's fright night, my Wu-Tang slang is mad fucking dangerous, and more deadly than the stroke of an axe, chopping through your back, giving bystanders heart attacks, niggas try to flip, tell me who is them, I blow up this fucking prism, make it a vicious act of terrorism, you wanna bring it, so fuck it, come on and bring the rockets, then I'll provoke niggas to kick buckets, I'm wetting cream, I ain't wetting fame, who's selling game, I'm giving out a deadly game, it's not the Russian, it's the Wu-Tang crushing, roulette, slip up, you get fucked like Suzette, bring the fucking rockets, bring the motherfucking rockets, I wanna go to hell Cause I'm a piece of shit It ain't hard to fucking tell It don't make sense Going to heaven With the goody goodies Dressed in white I like black Tims And black hoodies God'll probably have me On some real strict shit No sleeping all day No getting my dick licked Hanging with the goody goodies, lounging in paradise, fuck that shit. I wanna tote guns and shoot dice. All my life I've been considered as the worst. Lying to my mother, even stealing out a purse. Crime after crime, from drugs to extortion. I know my mother wish she got a fucking abortion. She don't even love me like she did when I was younger. Sucking on her chest just to stop my fucking hunger. I wonder if I died, would tears come to her eyes? Forgive me for my disrespect, forgive me for my lies. But maybe mother's eight months old. Little sisters too, who's to blame for both of them? I swear to God I wanna just slip my wrist and end this bullshit Throw the magnum to my head, threaten the bullshit And squeeze until the beds completely red I'm glad I'm dead, a worthless fucking Buddha head The stress is building up, I can't, I can't believe Suicide's on my fucking mind I wanna leave, I swear to God I feel like death is fucking calling me Nah, you wouldn't understand Nigga, talk to me, please, man you see, it's kinda like the crack did the pookie In New Jack, except when I cross hey, over hey, It ain't man, no coming man, back Should I, I die the on the train track like Rainbow and Beat Street? Hey, People hey, at the funeral frontin' hey, like they miss me that, My baby mama kissed me, but yo, she glad I'm gone phone, She know me and her sister had something going on hey, yo. I reach you my peak, me, I can't speak Call my nigga Cheek, tell him that my will is weak hey, yo, I'm sick on, of niggas lying, I'm sick of bitches hawking Matter of fact, Hey, yo, chill. Hey, yo, chill. Hey, yo, big. The chase ain't over, the battle ain't done yet. Get your ass out of town before sunset. Bullets yourself, got you running for help. You're getting struck, get my nine is still dropped under the belt. I'm running dead or alive, but I'm still standing. This time Shannon, got the van with the cannon. When I hit either the nine or the pound spits, I even flipped on a mob I was down with. So I'm packing the Mac at night. And blue and white so everywhere in the nigga sight So come on, you little pigs of the bravest Cause I'ma spit on your ass like Larry Davis Bumpin' them off something decent Drove by slow and drop the cocktail bomb in a precinct And drop ten with the Glock 10 
I'm in another cop spin. Now Uncle Sam really wants me, but I'ma hit some more spots than I'm flying out the country. It ain't about running off like a sucker. I dug my own grave out this motherfucker, so I gotta hustle and gamble. But before I split, believe I'm leaving shit in shambles. It's a long plane ride, but a nigga gotta survive. I'm still wanted dead or alive. To a deli Was in the belly of the beast Now the beast is in my belly I gotta get up more loot Time to throw back on the army suits To Timberland boots Blast got the niggas from the East New York scene I got my man C with me for four queens I Capone decreated GMP my man EB Ready to pill caps like potatoes Kevin Ocanelli's on the lookout Up in the spot niggas are crooked down and took out There goes a brain, there goes a liver Ain't no time for dumping niggas in the river I ain't lucky you niggas no more. It's time for the chainsaw. Off with the lace, arms ahead later. And throw the shit down in the incinerator. Then I'm off with the drugs and ends. Now it's time to get some motherfucking revenge. To the nigga that stuck me in jail. I sent his mama's fingers to him in the mail. Put up with his ass inside the 10th floor hall. Painted the motherfucking walls. Never mind having balls, you niggas better duck and dodge. We still want it dead or alive. Straight going out like a gunner Because a niggas want it I'm even hunted by bounty hunters But I'm spitting up bigger leg They got about a half a million dollar reward on a niggas head But I murdered the whole crew I saw the spirits leave their bodies And I shot at them bitches too I put the knot to their head, it's so simple Now that's what I call a holy temple You put a nigga to the test But if you fuck with me, then you're fucking with the best I'm wetting niggas and I'm fleeing, G Cause ain't St. Fish kill, MRA ain't seeing me You're getting sucked up forever Cause if your ass leaks once, then your ass leaks forever To the nigga that threatened my life Went up to his crib, started wetting his wife Nigga hiding in the closet Checked his ass and made a motherfucking deposit Sucker tried to get live Black cop is not lying. 
On they jacket, pistol pop pillars, pistol you been bruising your fabrics. Goose feathers were everywhere, some of them shits bloody. New leather, the sweater, you never get red judge me. Profiling, posted on the ad, pink and polo, so solid. Smoking on the back of these Udola, effervescent, refreshing. The best at, Sean shit, good hood, maybe the best at. Never mind that, shit don't matter. Better rhyme, clever lines, shit don't matter. Every line that's ever mine, shit smoke rappers forever. I'm millimeter, non gorilla, either divine. Uh, shit to share, shoot the fair shot of gun. Shoot the shit to your shit shot, should've shot a fair one. The nicest, Sean Price's. A ape in this ape apex. Bamboo <laughs> shoots and fresh fruits. Termite larvae, listen what the gods say. Sing a sad song like Sade. I'ma eat your food like this fucker for entree. Rusty Chooks is an ape in his apex. Roll like my dick busting out of the latex. Great sex out the great Lex. Wet up your Avex. You exchange gay sex for paychecks. Sean Price shoot your guts in the gravel. Slugs got passports, bullets of travel. International live from Kingston Avenue. Stash roaches roll the blunt from the revenue. Swore stabbing you, samurai sensei, my heart's mooey, free the flows caliente. Your shit whack a tour, I might crack your jaw. Used to sell coke pure, white cold and macklemore. Holes I'm ripping them, deadly when I spit venom. Stomp the mud hole, one pair kicks in them. For hard bars, this verse will get the most right up. Son, I'm nice, Sean Price is the ghost right fool. Bamboo shoots and fresh fruits, termite larvae, listen what the gods say. Sing a sad song like Sade. I'ma eat your food like this fucker for entree. Brr. This is the Bodega Board Crew Podcast, Volume 27. 
I know it's a long one. Um, I figured since I'd been away for a while, um, we should kind of do a little bit of a longer format. Uh, and I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoy the tracks. I tried to mix it up this week. Uh, I tried to have some like fun stuff, some aggressive stuff, uh, just a bunch of everything. I hope you guys dig it. Now on to some short takes. So the first short take I have is this little video that San Onofre uh, Surf Company put out. Uh, San Onofre Surf Company makes apparel, uh, obviously based out of San Onofre, uh, but they just have like a fun little video called Surfing with Friends. Uh, I think with how dead it's been lately, it's fun to watch a video like this where it's just a bunch of friends uh, messing around surfing Sano and, and churches, some finless stuff. Um, it kind of just reminds you you should go out there and have fun at the end of the day, even if there's tiny waves. I know for me, um, I have a lot of friends who are like, ah, it's too small, I'm not going to go out. But then I have a whole other batch of friends who are like, hey, we'll find something somewhere. And I think this is a video where it's like they found something somewhere. Uh, and it kind of shows it's simple. There's nothing really crazy about it. Uh, but it's cool to check out and to check out these kids surfing. The second short take I have is this video that we linked to of Torn Martin. If you guys don't know who Torn Martin is, um, he's like one of the illest surfers uh, that's kind of going a little bit under the radar. A lot of people don't know about him, but he's from Australia. Uh, he surfs a lot of the Morning of the Earth boards, uh, twin fins, like bigger mid-like twin fins. But in this video, he's uh, surfing uh, this small like 5'4 twin fin in Indo, I believe. And he's just like, fucking killing it and I love seeing this kind of surfing because I don't necessarily dig uh performance shortboarding like it doesn't do it for me it's it never has like I like going to the contest checking out but it's nothing that like I could sit down and watch a video of and be like amped on kind of thing uh but seeing like someone ride twin fins like this and conditions like this is like gets me really excited to be like like I'm getting a twin fin pretty soon, a small one, like a 510. And it's like, this gets me amped to like want to surf these kind of waves in a smaller on a smaller board. Torn has, he's again, one of those like, you know, lightning in the bottle, like surfers. Like lightning in the bottle surfers for me is like an Alex Nose, like a Joel, like, uh, uh, like a Cassia, where they have amazing effortless style that's very unique to them. And he's a good example of it. So make sure you check out the video. Our next short take has to do with Dave Rosovich trying out a bunch of Gary McNeil boards. Uh, besides just watching him surf, which is like the most fun thing to do, he just talks about these boards and the construction. And I love seeing him surf fishes and twin fins. Like there's this Bing video out that you could see him surfing, um, the one of the Bing fishes and stuff. He, again, going back to twin fins, like gets you so inspired to want to surf and grab one. And obviously they're surfing better waves than we have, we've had access to in a while, but it really gets you amped. I also like how they go through the whole quiver of boards that he, he's using from uh, McNeil. And it's a cool thing to check out. So we have a link to that video. Make sure to check it out and let us know what you think. And the last uh, short take we have is a link to a video that Deus put out about Forrest Machinton. Uh, Forrest Machinton is a shaper, uh, second generation shaper here out of California. He makes a lot of boards for them. I think he's mostly making boards for them uh, for their uh, temple in Indo, if I'm not mistaken, because I don't get to see a lot of his boards around here. Uh, but again, he's a perfect Deus ambassador too, because he's uh, heavily into the motocross thing. 
And this video uh, is a little short film they made about him going to the Mojave Desert and how there's some parallels between that and his shaping. I think it's really cool. It's a little bit, it deviates a little bit from our normal stuff that we post, but I think it's cool to check out. First of all, I think Deus creates some of the best lifestyle short films out there. Uh, the music is on point. The video is really good. It's edited really well. Uh, and the thing that they do really well is tell really good stories. This is a really good story to check out. And I advise you guys to just do it, uh, just to separate yourself um, from a little bit of like surf porn and check it out. And uh, let, it, let me know what you think. If you want to see more stuff like that, message me and I'll post more stuff like that. If not, um, it'll be all surf all the time. But that's it, guys. This is the end of the episode. Uh, lots of talking, I know, <laughs> and because uh, I've been away for a while. But, you know, I, I'm hoping to get back on track. Uh, just giving you guys a little insider's notice of what's going on. Um, you guys have been seeing little teases out there on our Instagram account. But uh, we're in full force production for a short surf film that we're working on called Lucy's. Uh, so Ryan from Lograph and myself are working on this uh, short film and we've got a commitment from a lot of people uh, to be in it. It's going to be some legends. It's going to be some new people. It's going to be a short film uh, that we're really excited about. Uh, we're hoping that we'll have it out by May, if not sooner. There's a possibility that it comes out in April, but you know. We'll see. Uh, there hasn't been much swell out there, so we haven't been able to film as much as I'd like to for it. Uh, but stay tuned on news about that. We're gonna have a merch drop with it, uh, a t-shirt, and I think a hat we're gonna do. And also the other thing that's happening is I think there's gonna be a full Bodega Border Crew collection for uh, the fall. Uh, something is in the works now. I can't talk about it too much, but I'm really excited uh, to possibly be partnering, partnering uh, with some of my old friends to help me with it. And, you know, I've over the last month or so with the move and everything that's been going on, I've really been thinking about where I want to take this thing. And I really, you know, there is an end result that some of you guys who know me know is is the main core reason why I do this thing. Uh, and there's everything leading up to that. Uh, so I think a full collection line is kind of the next thing. Uh, there's also um, some collabs coming out with some of the people that have been on this uh, podcast uh, that we'll be announcing as they happen, but expect uh, a, a new board uh, and some other stuff that we're going to be collaborating with, which I'm really excited about because I've gotten to know a lot of shapers and I get to put my two cents into a model, uh, this early on in my, my surf life, which I think is really exciting. Uh, hopefully it surfs well. I know it's going to look good at the end of the day. I know it's going to look good, uh, but I'm really excited to work on it. Uh, and I'll talk about that more in the next episode. But again, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I thank you again for your support. Uh, make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to message us, message us, uh, and let us know what you want to see. If there's people out there that you think we should be talking to, uh, please let me know. I know there's, I'd like to get some people from, you know, South Africa, from the Outer Banks, from Florida, from North Coast, from Mexico. So if there's people out there that you think should be featured on the podcast, message me. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to leave you guys and hopefully you guys can uh, go out there and catch some waves because it's been pretty dismal for a while. 
But remember, there's no need to bust a craze on a wave. There's no need to get aggro. There's no need to get nuts. Smile at your fellow surfers. Try not to drop in on each other. If you do, apologize. Make sure it doesn't happen. Share the waves. You know, sometimes you could be at a spot where people don't give a shit. I know I've been uh, at a couple of point breaks over the last year or so where people are like, hey, look, we could catch waves together and it's totally chill. I love that because there's more sharing that way. Um, you know, but sometimes you just want to have a wave solo. I'm not going to front, you know, a Topanga wave shouldn't be ridden by a bunch of people. It should be ridden by one person. Uh, but anyway, go out there, have fun, and we'll check you out next week. Peace.
curve to the picky cover. So shout out my Trini brothers and please check in on my mother Malika's act. Call me shorty. They all make thugs of this caliber. Who kept up a buzz the whole calendar. Black. Used to sell drugs out the challenger. Used to keep guns with the silencers. What up, son? I heard they got you on the run for a body. Now it's time to stash the guns. They probably got the phones tapped, so I won't speak long. Give me a hot second, and I'ma put you on. It's all messed up, somebody snitching on the crew. And word is on the street is they got pictures of you. Homicide came to the crib last night, six deep. Asking on your whereabouts and where you sleep. They said they just wanna question you. But me and you know that once they catch you, all they do is just arrest you, then arraign you, hang you. I don't think so. It's a good thing you bounce for now to stay low. Once in the blue, I check to see how you're doing. I know you need loot, so I send it to Western Union. They probably knock down the door in the middle of the night, sometimes around four. Hoping to find who they looking for, but they won't succeed. All they gonna find is mad empty bags of weed. But worse, son, you got the projects hotter than hell. Harder for brothers to get their thug on, but oh well. Son, they know too much, even the hood rat chicks. Oh, you heard who did what? No, I don't know this shit, so stop asking. And I know I'm not going crazy from windows. I see lights flashing, and maybe somebody's taking pictures. You know who that be, police lovers. And neighborhood snitches, they put up a teeth so everybody pointing fingers and lying. Hey yo son, the tempest rising. your head wherever you at on the floor from the cops with wings on your back that snitch nigga gave police your location with chopper's body up at six degrees of separation killer listen shit ain't the same without you at home phony niggas walk around trying to be your clone they really fear you when you was at home it was pale that's why they want to see you either dead or in jail by the time you hear this rhyme you probably be locked up Tried to hide somewhere along the lines of plan slipped out. Got caught up in a crime that you can't take back. Reminiscing how I used to pick you up in the act. Years ago when we was younger, seems the hood took us under very deep. Wondering who snitching got me losing lots of sleep at night. You know my mouth is tight. I never sang to the cops, cause that shit ain't right. Sometimes I stroll past the scene of the crime and backtrack. Damn, why the situation go down like that? It'll be a long time before the heat dies down. And a couple of years before we see you around. But till then, maintain and keep your story the same. The cops is grabbing wrong niggas looking for someone to blame. They harassing, struggling to find the truth. There's a chance the case will get thrown out, cause they ain't got no proof to Say you guilty, your fingerprints filthy, deliver. Meet a gun, I tie to a brick and throw it in the river. Make sure it sinks to the bottom. My small police stuck you out the projects, we got them. But still, but still.
time fly by There's so many people trying to make it in the world, so am I I can't lie, I'll be on the side like here Anything moving, I'm there Soon as I hear money calling, I pick up a cell Cautious, cause my little man in the cell I can't even tell what's the setup But sometimes I don't care, I'm dead up As soon as I get up, I'm prepared To lock down the town like I'm the mayor You know, stocks and shares, lock this year Lay back in the cut, no, not this year It's an all-out brawl, out fall out in line In my boot camp, it's a thin line Who the truth, who lying? Who the cat, who lying? Who cop back, who firing? Who the raw, who the cook? Who shake, who shook? A criminal mind from a crook A page from a book Motivation from a push Look, it's hard enough being a black man or a brown man Right now we held down, man And you can tell we in hell now, man Let's get to heaven cause we held bound, man Hold it down, man. And you know we gotta hold it down. I'ma put it on the line. Cause it's my life. Quality and you know, and you know, and you know. Listening to Donnie Hacker. Way after his last days, why he have to pass her? Way so young while his craft was being mastered. I want to ask a question with no answer, but I still fight for the chance to write the cure for cancer. White poverty off the map with a verse and a knife on the track. And my right holler back, or is it too ambitious? These dudes too weak, or am I too damn vicious? When the hand waves like a magic wand, I excite fans. The way I raise my son, give you a nice tan. Make him into a man as a rival has been planned. Bible in the bullet, decided a nice stand. Pistol in the right hand, bringing justice to the land. Pistol in the wrong hand, and shit hit the fan. Blaming the white man like Dan. Obstacles popping up like spam. Whoa, I rap from the view of the black and the brown man. Barcode on the source of the music, a sound scan. Barcode on the source of the music, a sound scan. You know we gotta hold it Work. down. I hold it down, man. I'ma put it on the line. Cause it's my life. And you know, and you know, and you know. We gotta hold it down. I'ma put it on the line. Cause it's my life. And you know. I know, time's too slow for you You acting like you're ready for the world like the group Don't do something you might regret Yeah, it's cool at your job, but you like to sweat On the corner on your Nike sweats, I bet Cops come, I jet you stay Cause you still ain't learned, but you will today You gonna see how it feels today To wait for somebody to feed you a meal But hey, shorty parlay Ain't no rush, take your time I'm at a whole new level with mine To go further, I'd murder the rhyme And get busy when I serve you the lines Like this It's hard enough being a black man over brown man Right now we held down, man And you can tell we in hell now, man Let's get to heaven cause we held bound, man Let's hold it down, man Word, I hold it down, man And you know we gotta hold it down I'ma put it on, on the line Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it's my life. Yeah, yeah. Cry. Yeah. 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 Yeah.